0: A guest this week, and you know that I don't get guests like that. But we're into our palate cleansing kind of uh, era. Not era, because era feels like comes along every now and then. But you know, when I finish one season, I do some palette cleansers, some one-offs in between, and I wanted to do the documentary How to Fix a Drug Scandal. And I, as I was watching it the first time, I was just doing laundry. I was just like, this seems fun. I was not, like, a lot of times I have to watch things for the show. Um, like, I'm, tomorrow I have so many things to watch for the show. But I was just watching this for myself. And I was watching and I was like, I should probably do an episode on this. I should probably do an episode on this. I had wanted to watch it. I'd taken a long time to watch it. And now I should probably do an episode. And the first thought was, I gotta get stuff. And why do I have to get stuss? Because... She's just so good when it comes to things like that. I just feel like she has really good analysis about things. She sees things in a way that is, you know, the law is not emotional. It just isn't. And there are lots of things we wish we could do, but we would like fuck up the whole legal system. And she's so good at being like, okay. If you do this, that'll happen. This, she's really good at that sort of stuff. But I'd never recorded with Stas before. Um, I'd only listened to her on Kara and Lissa's podcast. I'd been in EBP with her when we were in the Facebook group. Remember when I used to be in Facebook groups? I would go in and out of Facebook groups. I would be in a Facebook... i have been like 17 Facebook groups, like active in all of them for like a year and then never touched them. And, then, and I am so fortunate that I was in that EBP Facebook group because I only joined... Because I was listening to Liz and Liz had said something about, I don't know, that she posted like a picture or something. And I was like, okay, let me get on Facebook and see what the fuck this bitch is talking about. So I joined the fucking group. And, and I'm out, that's where I met Kara. That is where I met Liz and people like Stas. And so I'm really fortunate to have her on the show. You guys know having, um, Having guests is tough for me. It's a lot of scheduling and figuring things out and like trying to find a rhythm with them. But like if you hear a guest on my podcast, it's because I really wanted them here and they are worth it. So super happy to have her. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I'm going to just like let you know off the bat that um, we talk about some dark shit. We talk about heavy drug use. I think I casually mentioned like sexual assault against children at some point and like if something if like like at this point I've now talked about it more than I did on the show but that said it's important that um I want you guys to take care of yourselves so like if any of this shit is going to be really tough on you skip this one there are more episodes to listen to but if not enjoy me and Stas talking about how to fix a drug scandal later hi Stas hi princess Thank you very much for answering my urgent Twitter message to come on this podcast. And, oh, and also watch four episodes of a documentary.
1: (laughs) I'm like, I was like so excited to do this because I didn't watch the documentary when it came out, came out like April of 2020. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all remember, but like, we were very busy at that (laughs) time. I had a lot of television to consume and like that one just like passed me by. Um, So I was glad to go back and watch it. It was Way different than I thought it was going to be mm. in a good way. Um, so I, I just had that with another documentary. Did you ever watch the Icarus documentary that no, was, was like really out. famous? Okay, so I thought it was about this guy who was a competitive cyclist and that he had exposed all of the cycling doping. Remember when Lance Armstrong yeah. got caught up in that? I yeah. thought it was exposing that. No it's a guy who is a competitive cyclist. And he's like, everyone's better than me. And I know it's because they're doping. So I'm going to find someone to create a doping regime for me and help me pass uh, a test, like a drug test. And like, I'm in a race, but then he did that and he ended up being worse. And it's because like everyone else is doping and like doing it better. However, the guy he reached out to was this man in Russia who did the Olympic doping for Russia When that whole thing, and he ended up, the documentary ended up breaking that story of like Russia's doping regimes and it like ended with them like getting the guy out of Russia and (laughs) like going to the FBI and like breaking that case open. So I was like, this is not what
0: I thought was going to
1: happen at
0: all. (laughs) Well, it's like, I didn't watch this until like, uh, I want to say maybe a month ago. I just happened to put it on. And I wasn't really paying attention to it until we got to, like, uh, so the Annie Dugan stuff I knew about because there's a podcast called, like, American Scandal on Wondery, where mm. I, I call them book report podcasts, where it's really just a script. And they're, like, going over the Iran-Contra affair or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like reenacting it. Like, it's not like when they're doing the co- the conversations, it's like an America's most wanted reenactment. Like that didn't really, no one really said that. They're just guessing. And so I, I'd i heard that. So I knew about that. And I didn't realize that she was a part of this documentary, but I just really, you know, I like watching people do drugs. And so <laughs> I just, I don't know why. <laughs> I just enjoy it. So I was like, oh, someone was doing drugs at their job. Oh, and also like, because I love like white collar crime. um, I love white collar crime because I like crime that often people do for no reason. um, Other than like, they want a see-do. They want a bigger house. Their dad didn't love them. Like not never like, you know, real reasons. Like I'm gonna, I, I need to feed myself. I'm in a Mm -hmm. gang and this is necessary. Like, it's just stuff like, yeah, I really wanted to buy a bunch of like new horses. So I bankrupted an entire town, which is a real thing that actually happened. And uh, by embezzling. And so I came in looking for that. And as I watched it, I was like, oh, like there's a lot more ramifications of what happened here than I was even thinking about.
1: Yeah, and and to be honest, like this only happened in 2017 and I feel like this should have been a bigger deal. It, like it obviously was within the state of Massachusetts, but sure. I feel like this news story like didn't hit elsewhere. Hmm. Like this is they turned over so many cases. Like that's nuts to me. Yeah. Like I
0: think it was like 35,000 in the end they dismissed
1: well, and they were saying, um, I was Googling it today, and as of February of this year, they're reviewing like 250,000 more. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like, there's so many cases. And so it's just weird how it didn't really leave the state of Massachusetts. Or maybe like in 2017, I was just so distracted, I didn't notice the story. I
0: mean, it um, was right
1: after Trump won. So, like... Right. brave. You're going to bury a story. That's the time. Yeah. Um, but it was still, I don't know. I, I thought it was really good too. Um. I was, were you confused by the reenactments?
0: Okay. So at first I was, right? So at first I was like, what am I looking at here? And then once I realized, so what she's talking about guys is that uh, towards the end, Sonia has to do some grand jury stuff. And we'll talk about why. And they took that, testimony and reenacted it with a woman some actress that looks very tired and it's like I mean she did a good job of portraying what Sonia probably looked like and uh yeah I was a little confused about it at first and it wasn't until I realized where they got it from that I was like oh because I was like how did they know this stuff I knew it was a reenactment don't get me wrong I wasn't like this is real footage. No, I didn't, I didn't do that. But I was like, how did they know this stuff? Where did they get this from? Oh, see, I like, when I watched
1: the first episode and they had it, I was like, this grand jury is so artfully shot. <laughs> oh my god. Because <laughs> the actress looked enough like her that I was like,
0: yeah, okay.
1: Well, this she did look like
0: she was beaten down and on drugs and like going to jail. In she, jail, <laughs> yeah. And she didn't say, like, well, I want to admit something like the first time I watched this documentary is when I realized that quashing a subpoena was not like Jack McCoy being sassy like it was like a real <laughs> I thought that's what he would say when he was like yeah and then they quashed it. I thought he was like using slang. <laughs> and so when it came up on screen and it says it's a um it's a filing motion to quash. Whoa, to the quash I was like wait a fucking second that's that's not Jack's little terms. Oh my God. Cause you know, I got my law degree from fucking Law and Order. So I, I think everything is from them. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> okay. So like- it it was four parts. Did you think it needed the four parts? You know, I always think that like, we could go less.
1: So, yes and no. Four parts would have been fine. I feel like they did nothing with Annie Dukan. I
0: felt like, like Annie Dukin was added at the end. I think this was about Sonia Ferran.
1: It must Farran. have been that because I because I, I felt like I knew so much about Sonia and I was like, I don't know anything about Annie. Like they only did like 45 minutes on her. Yeah. Um, and I kind of got the vibe based off of how it was like scripted. I think it wasn't going to be four parts, but then um, like, I, I think they had assumed, because if you watched the third one, it ends and they do all those like screens with like writing on it yeah. and it's like oh this is the end and I think they had assumed it was going to end there of like it didn't work and then the set the like final episode happens and I don't think they were planning for like all of that to break the way it
0: did that makes sense um I also think that Annie's family didn't really talk and you- and Annie has never spoken publicly about what happened yeah And we got a lot of Sonia's family and growing up, which I'm going to be honest, I was not a big fan of, to be honest. Like, I was just like, I didn't know. I, I understand that from their point of view, things went like, there's a lot to be sad about, but I'm like, you are the least like harmed person in this room.
1: You know what I mean? No, I, I agree. Like, I wish they had done more of the victim's because yes. they, they followed the two families and I'm mm-hmm. like, there was like 60,000 plus cases involved with this. I feel like you guys could have followed like more yeah. and like shown more results. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I agree. I don't think I cared about her family. I didn't care about her high school football career. No, me either. Um, Like, sorry. Uh, yeah. But- and also
0: like when they're, when they were talking like her about her coming out and stuff like if she's a lesbian or whatever i was like yeah of course we know like like first of all the first time i see a child a picture of her she's in a softball uniform yeah i know mm-hmm. like i've been to high school and she's obvious like you know what i'm saying like it's just mm-hmm. like it's it's like it's very obvious like what's going on here um and they just i don't know they make it seem like like when her mother w- was like, it just seemed like a bunch of defense lawyers. I was like, yeah, people they're supposed to defend people. And your daughter like fucked some people over like really badly. Yeah, I will say like the true winners,
1: besides the people who got exonerated in this were the... Um, defense lawyers like the concept of a defense lawyer because often in the true crime space defense lawyers get like a really bad rap because you're looking at it usually from like a murder perspective so it's like how can you defend this murderer and it's like well like someone has to and someone has to make sure that like all these proper steps are being followed Mm -hmm. which is funny because that's literally the whole point of this documentary um but like my grandfather was a a defense lawyer for a really long time and he always said he was like I knew a lot of my clients were guilty, but I needed to make sure that like everything was done the correct way. Right. Because if
0: they're guilty, like I want them to make sure they're guilty. Um, yeah, yeah. So and like defense lawyers, like it are just like listen, our just is pretty fucked up, right? There's a lot of shit that doesn't work. There's a lot of shit that's like built on some really dumb shit. Like, but it do- what little bit it works, it does not work without defense lawyers and mm-hmm. this, the state or the government depending on which government you're talking about has all the ca- the cards stacked in his deck and it has all these um it, it it just has so much and so we ask that their case be impeachable that the people they put on the stand be impeachable that well, you know what i mean and if and if like i don't know your your drug tech was like smoking crack the whole time like then too bad you don't get to, you don't get to have a case and that's just yeah like, Well, actually, so let's start with Annie because Annie's case started first. And so guys, this all happens in Massachusetts. I cannot say that word, but you guys know what state I'm talking about. And (laughs) Annie's stuff uh, centers around Boston and Sonia's stuff centers around Western PA, Western PA, Western Mass. And those are very separate places. It's like uh, Liz talks about it with PA that how Western and East are very different. I will say the same thing about Virginia. I grew up in... um, Southeastern Virginia is a very different place than the western borders of Virginia. Um, you, don't you live yeah, in Virginia? I grew, yeah, so I grew up in Nova, which
1: is oh. very different from the rest of the state, and yeah. now I live um, right by Quantico. So I'm okay. like equal distance from uh, like DC and Richmond at this point. I'm near Fredericksburg. Okay, okay, um, okay. That means, yeah, yes, it does. And, That's
0: a Fredericksburg, a I mean,
1: yeah, so we're in Stafford, which is like the um outer limits of like commuting to DC. Like this is the furthest out. And so we're in a really weird location in that um, for a very long time, the Fredericksburg-Stafford area was more like Southern Virginia. Mm. Um, But then a lot of people from Nova like myself- move down because it's cheaper. You can still commute. And so there's like a huge culture clash right now happening.
0: Yeah. Like Northern Um, Virginia does not belong to Virginia. It is a suburb of DC. And once you get to a certain area, like, like it's very different. Like I remember when I lived in New York, I was talking to somebody and they were like, well, who even lives in Virginia? And I was like, a lot of your lawmakers. because it is Literally
1: everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I know from my personal experience, like the way that it showed the most for me was in 08, when the economy crashed, Mm -hmm. Nova was very isolated from that because it's all propped up by the federal government, federal contracting, um, and tech companies. It's like, that's all what's in Nova. And the rest of the state suffered a lot. And like Mm -hmm. Northern Virginia's housing prices didn't even change, you know? And so, we were really, really isolated from like what the rest of the state experienced.
0: And that was like the first eye-opening moment of like, "Hmm, but it's like very different, but it's like, so when I went to college, I went to college and I went to LSU. So I was in Baton Rouge and I, someone was like, yeah, so where are you, where you're from? There's like cows and stuff and I was like no there's like six military bases where I'm from like yeah right? I, <laughs> like right. that's where I'm from I there are no cows over here there's a beach there's a lot of people from somewhere else that's where I'm from and because they when they think of Virginia I don't know they think of peanuts I guess maybe cows I don't know I mean they think
1: before we moved to Virginia I assumed like civil war but yeah. like that was all I really knew, to be honest. Williamsburg um, is here. Yeah. Is it is in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Revolutionary War and Civil War. So you have like colonial Williamsburg, and yep. then you have like all the Civil War. Uh, battlefields and my husband's from pennsylvania and mm-hmm. he's from like near gettysburg and it's kind of the same thing um <laughs> yeah he's like in, and oh, but it's like it's either a civil war like location or it's a revolutionary war thing
0: yeah 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 so oh yeah you know how many times i've made butter growing up to because they take us to <laughs> colonial williamsburg <laughs> all the fucking time did you, get to go to, did you at least get to go to bush gardens of course i like i'll never okay. go there again like my parents Want to take my kids, and they were like, Oh, you can. I was like, Girl, you know how many times I've been to Bush Gardens? You know how many times I skipped school and went to Bush Gardens? You don't even know about it. I don't want to go.
1: (laughs) So, so I've never been to Bush Gardens, but we used to go to King's Dominion every year in school for um math and science day, which is the biggest load of bullshit ever. (laughs) But it was like basically, (laughs) I went there too, and you had to do like problems with the roller coaster. (laughs) And it's just students, and everyone's in their school shirts, and it's yeah. just
0: like wandering King's Dominion with pencils and paper. I mean, in a also, pocket, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so we used to go there all the time too. Like I, I but like what? What was the whole reason? I'm, I'm definitely off topic, but like, like. Massachusetts is very different, like depending on where you are. But these happen in both Eastern and Western, right? <laughs> and so, and so Annie's stuff happens around Boston, which is the Eastern part. And essentially, what happens is Annie Dugan is a tech, what, what do they call her? Like, it's,
1: she's they a, call them
0: um, chemists.
1: Uh, yeah, they're like chemists, is essentially. Like, I think that's the proper term for them is they're just lab chemists.
0: They're lab um, chemists. And what they do is they test drugs for the state when they're used in like criminal proceedings. And there are two labs. One's called the Hinton Lab. It's in Boston. And one's called the Amherst Lab. And it's in Amherst. Okay. Which makes more sense in Hinton. Why is it called Hinton?
1: I don't. That's a really good question. Mm, I don't know. It doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I'll never find out. <laughs> So
0: Annie, what they find out, and I, like I said, I listened to the American scandal, like there's like four parts of this. And so, uh, so I know more about Annie than the doc told me, but what they find out is that Annie begins working at this lab. She begins doing like four times a number of cases than anybody else in the lab. Like she's not even, she's not even like the main, She's there are people above her. She's not even in charge of the lab. She is like a mid-person and she does four times as much as everyone else. For years, people complain about her because they're like, for her to be able to be doing this many cases, she would have to be here 24 fucking seven and she's not. So that people complain about that. And then about midway through her career, um, the law changes so that you have to be, you have to, you have the right to confront the, the person that rent the tested your drugs in court. So they need to go to court. It's not like, it, it's not like before where they just sent their like certificates. They have mm-hmm. to go to court to testify. So I thought that was so interesting. I never realized
1: that was a thing until they talked about how, by testing the drugs, you're basically making that accusation. And yes. like you have the right to face your accuser. So the drug tester in that piece of evidence, like, is your accuser. And right. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes
0: so much sense. Yeah. Like, and of course they're supposed to. I mean, the, the lab is owned. I believe the lab was run by the state in a different way. And then it moved to the state uh, police over it. But technically, they're supposed to be independent workers. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so even with her going to testify all the time, because she did more cases than anybody, she still, her, her, her output never changed. And what they find out is that Annie is dry labbing, which is what that means is that she is eyeballing things and instead of testing it, like the testing process is you got to collaborate, collaborate. You got to, um, calibrate you have to clean, you have to test, and then you have to do the testing and then you write it out. And what she does is she goes and she gets like, I don't know, she gets like five, uh, samples that were sent in that are all supposed to be cocaine, pulls them all out and tests maybe one and then calls them all cocaine and doesn't test the rest. And, and then puts it back. And she was also doing things like, um, they have to assign thing you're supposed to get assigned samples she doesn't get them assigned she takes them herself she was forging really how she got caught was she was forging someone's name that was supposed to assign her to samples and that person hadn't been at work and then that opened an investigation which opened another investigation which is how she got caught
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it was wasn't it like she also took something like a book or something was that what it was?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. She took that and she she's not supposed to have that. And yeah, these things are in place because, well, what if you got assigned something that had something to do with you, like like a relative? What if you got what if you got all the cocaine ones? Like so, they're they're mm-hmm. supposed to assign them to you randomly. Um, there were several investigations going on with her before she finally got caught. Uh, Oh, she was also lying about her education. She was saying she was going to night school at Harvard and they did not have that night school. And so apparently no one checked. Like they gave her a party for it at one point and she definitely didn't go there. so... Well, and it's crazy because that ended up being one of her criminal charges because she lied about it on the stand. Yeah. Which
1: is like nuts to me.
0: Yeah. Once you're on the stand. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're right. Because she's testifying and they're asking her about her education. Mm -hmm. So it's not even in her court case. It's in other people's court case. She lied about it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So she gets caught. um, And the reason she was doing like I said she didn't she did well at work but she wasn't even like the top bitch at work like she mostly did this for like a pat on the back
1: which I will like never understand (laughs) like I I will not go I mean if she was going above and beyond like she was supposedly doing like I wouldn't be working that hard for just a pat on the back like she didn't get paper sample No. Yeah, exactly. That would make sense to me. That would be my motivator, but no, it was just, she got praise and they were saying that like, she was like addicted to that, like level of, of praise. Um, which is so,
0: you know, type a overachiever type Mm -hmm. person, I guess. But, and the other thing is, is that, um, like, like this is obviously a failure of the state to manage this lab because if someone is doing four times the amount of work or they're doing it four times faster wouldn't you go over there and be like what the fuck are you doing show show us so we can show everybody else and they never yeah. did that they because oh the other thing is they're so there they were always backlogged always backlogged they were underfund, underfunded, underfunded backlog so Annie being there actually they were like wow she's really helping out she's and there's and also this is like keep in mind that this is affected by the amount of drug cases that are being tried and as drug cases uptick every time you have you have to test it every single time so Mm -hmm. like a so annie really thought of herself as a part of the prosecution police she thought she was a teammate of theirs yeah so
1: that was when all the so they turn over like all of her emails yeah and when those and she was like we're gonna put them away for a long time like they messed with the wrong crew on this one (laughs) it was but like those were literally they were so weird and like overly familiar and I know that like the prosecutors were like I had never met her Mm -hmm. um but she was like we really did great on this one team like good job and had this like weird, um, passion of like wanting these addicts to go to jail. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's necessary to be in this role. Um, which is something like, like I can't, again, I'm not a drug lab chemist for like, I guess a reason because like, but she was like, we got to get them off the streets. Like, well, let's go. They were
0: saying that like, she's a scientist. Like she is supposed to do independent testing. And what she, what her goal should have always been is like to get the best results possible. Not, it had nothing to like, it's, I guess because she goes to testify for prosecution most of the time, that's why she thought that way. Everyone's calling her to come. Defense never calls you to come or unless, well, no, because if it tests negative, they wouldn't even bring the, the the case, right? Because why would you? Well, and they even said that um, there were
1: times when something would test negative and she'd make it test positive. Yeah, she
0: like, so also guys, you should know that she had her eye on one of the attorneys. It was like, I was so
1: like, embarrassed by this story like like, I I gasped because I'm like this is
0: a twist but I was also like deeply embarrassed for her I was embarrassed for her too I could tell she's an awkward person okay just be honest and so what she was doing is she was sending fake emails to this guy who she'd only met through email or he said he only met her one time and it was like in the presence of like like court like he he never been alone Mm -hmm. with her never had a personal conversation with her but she had sent some emails that she'd made up to his way that kind of be like from other people being like so the divorce is over right and she was not divorced she was fully fucking married guys and you need a boyfriend and like she's like doing this fake conversation back as if it accidentally got in his inbox and she's like I'm just looking for someone that loves me and it's like I'm like oh my god and she attaches
1: a picture of herself it's not like a scandalous photo but it was still like here's a pic for the guy you want to set me up with for no reason she's like anyway here are some pics (laughs) oh oh my god and and like it was a real lawyer that she was pretending to be, like, another prosecutor. Yeah. And she had changed, the woman's name was Susanna with a Z, and mm-hmm. she had changed the Z to an S. Yeah. So if you just glanced it, it looked like it was coming from her, which is an
0: extra step of, like, I you just, full-on set up an email address. I her. just, like, tried to imagine her at home, because she has a dis- uh, a disabled son. Um, and I think home- that's why we, like, I think that's why like, we didn't get a lot of
1: backstory on her. Um, yeah. I think they rightfully were like, we're not going to bother
0: this family. Yeah, maybe. I like So I'm just imagining her at home with her son. She's working 12, 14 hour days at the lab. Also like falsifying data. Also emailing prosecutors. And also I'm just imagining her late at night. with a glass of wine being like, this is the move. I'm going to make these fake emails and, and the guy, listen, when they show pictures of what he used to look like, he was a little hotter. And now he does. I was like, eh, I don't know about all of that,
1: but so he was probably
0: embarrassed. Well, I saw him
1: and I was like, that man is Greek. That is a Greek <laughs> man. And then sure enough, they like to his desk and it's all these Greek Orthodox icons. And I'm
0: like, mm, that's a Greek man. <laughs> I love that. You I saw, saw it. it. You're just like, that's <laughs> like, uh, he actually ends up resigning. Not because he did anything wrong, but because when all this shit came out, there are countless stories about him and her. He's like, I have never done anything with her. I've never even really had a conversation with her. And he's just like, I. he became a defense lawyer because he was like, I can't <laughs> do this anymore. Right. Well, and
1: and he- I think they had like published emails where he had like replied to her in like a work setting and like matched her energy, which is like something you do with work emails. Yes. And so it looked like spicier than it was because they're like, he used 10 exclamation points. You know what that means? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> when we all know when you're typing these work emails and you're putting exclamation points, you are not exclaiming at all. Like, you're just like, you're trying to tell someone you need something without being a bitch. Right. Right. So right. I just thought, yeah, you're right. She, he did. He was like, yeah, great work on this one or something like that. And they're like, yeah, see, they were fucking each other. And he's like, he's <laughs> all like, the no. evidence we need. No. So she ends up she ends up getting prosecuted, right? Because this is like a big fucking deal that like they call she cost the state millions of dollars. Wasn't it like something like $10 million. Um she, and it's going to be more yeah even more institution right even more but i'm just talking about just the part where they were like mm-hmm. hey you this shit up and so and she ends up getting three to five years in prison and she serves two mm-hmm. um and i think like so for that part she is the one that so that's what she that's that's her story and what happens is like six months later on the other side of the state at the other drug testing lab. Which is like, I know when they found this out, they were like, oh my fucking God.
1: (laughs) Well, do you want to laugh? There's a third one being investigated now. There's a third chemist. It came out in like 2021. Uh Um, For, I think she's, doing like the dry labbing situation not the testing of the drugs situation okay
0: the dry labbing
1: is testing
0: (laughs) sampling (laughs) okay so okay did you ever
1: watch workaholics yes um do you know when they're like we're gonna have drug testing today and the one of them is like what drugs are we testing (laughs) Yeah. Um, that (laughs) is like the entire plot
0: of this documentary yeah yeah and it's so like well, let's talk about Sonia. So six months later, Sonia. What happens is that they Sonia is a chemist in the Amherst lab on the, on the western side of the state. And what happens is, what always happens in these fraud cases is that somebody's not at their desk, they're on vacation or something, and someone else has to open up the file or has to look at the thing and goes, wait a fucking second. And then the, the whole fucking thing comes falling down. And they're missing two... Um, They call them samples. So that's like, you know, whatever they seized. Um, They're missing two samples. And her boss is like, can't find them and finds them at her area, her desk. um, And they're sliced open. Keep in mind, the samples guys are heat sealed for obvious reasons, but they were done weeks ago. She already did her findings and they're now sliced open. Now, when they look around her desk, They also find a crack pipe underneath her desk, a bunch of fake drugs, like, um, I forget which material she was using, but like, just things that you could use to pretend to be coke. And this is a problem, obviously. And they call the state police in to investigate. And this is how it all starts. Well, and before her case had
1: broke and any case was happening, the attorney general of Massachusetts like very boldly got on stage and was like oh yeah we don't we don't think this is going to affect any cases and we actually don't think there's anything wrong with any of the cases that annie ducan thinks or annie ducan tested and we think this whole thing is just going to go away and it's not that big of a deal and no one needs to worry about it
0: right and then morgan freeman was like they did need to worry about it (laughs) 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 it was a big deal <laughs> yeah turns out they would be wearing and so 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 what happens is they like realize that something's wrong and they bring her they she's actually testifying that's where she was she was testifying in a case and they bring her in and she lawyers up she lawyers up like almost immediately smart right yeah smart don't talk to the cops but she's, they're like, so why would we have found the crack pipe underneath your desk? And she was like, mm, lawyer. And so, so. And she,
1: she was brilliant in that she made a crack pipe out of pipettes yes. from the, the lab. Yeah. I was like, oh. What a waste of your talents! Like,
0: yeah, my God. Cool. I mean, she's a very smart woman. Like, uh, like they, right. they we get a lot of backstory from her. She's like co-valedictorian in high school. She played football. She was in the newspaper. She was the only girl to play football. And I think she's from Maine, maybe or New Hampshire.
1: I think she's from New Hampshire. And then she went to um, like a smaller school that had like a really good chemistry program and like excelled in her chemistry program.
0: Yeah, like all these awards.
1: Yeah, she was, she, she was very smart. Like, she was good at her job. I I, I have to assume Annie was too, to an extent, to, like, get there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, she, she was smart. And so I think that's what makes it the saddest. Like, her yeah. story was, like, very sad to me. Like, Annie's was embarrassing to me, but, like, Sonia's was just sad.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, like, the reason Annie's was embarrassing is also because, like, I mean, she's never spoken publicly about it, right? But also she like, as far as we know, she's not like high the whole time. Like, Mm -hmm. like I can definitely understand why a drug addict does drug addict things, right? I've never went through this like, well, why would you steal the drugs? I know why you steal the drugs so you could do them, so you could feel better. So like, but Annie, a lot of what she did was like, I was like, I wanna understand once the first time, it's why you start doing this why you kept doing it once you got kind of caught and like you know what I mean like how why did you keep going
1: that I feel like that's what was missing from Annie's portion was there was never like a a a why like they were like oh she really liked praise and I was like enough to like commit that much crime like she really liked like like it just didn't click and like I wish like they had had a way to talk to her about it because I would love to know like was she obsessed with law and order and like wanted to be a part of that like what was it that like triggered this all to happen because right. it was just like one day she just showed up and was dry labbing like yeah. that was it that was the only explanation we got for her
0: yeah so what we find out about Sonia is that she 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 explains because it's two samples right This is how it starts. Mm -hmm. Two samples. She explains that she has been stealing drugs from the lab. And what, like, as samples come in, she start, apparently she started with a standard, which I was happy to explain it. It's, it's a pure form of a drug that you use to compare it when you're testing. So you have to have amphetamine, you have to have methamphetamine, you have to have cocaine, you have to have these things sitting in the lab because that's how you test it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's, according to her, this is the first story she tells that she had always looked up, like when she was in college, she had looked on the internet about drugs. And she always said to herself, if I was going to do a drug, definitely mess. And then one day there was some liquid mess there. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to try a little bit of this. I'm going to put in my diet Coke. I'm going (laughs) to. And meth is like,
1: (laughs) like the exact opposite. Like I read about meth and was like, I never ever want to do meth
0: like this is so scary but she was like yeah it sounded so fun yeah she's like that's the one I like I grew up around a lot of drug addicts right my parents are in recovery uh many of my other relatives are not and I grew up in like I just grew up around a lot of drug addicts so I was all I was always like I don't need to try anything (laughs) I've seen how you know, my aunt doesn't have her kids anymore. Like, I don't, I don't need to do that. So, but she, you're right. Sonya's the exact opposite. And so she says she's trying it. And she said it gave her what she needed. All of a sudden, she was working real fast. And that tracks, right? Well, what I've heard mm-hmm. about mess, like, you know, that sounds right. Yeah. So she basically tells them that she started for a period of about five months. She was using drugs in the lab and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. The, that's the first story. And one of the things like people are going to question is like, how was she able to do this? Well, labs underfunded, doesn't have a lot of people in there. They don't all work at the same. They work in their own stations. People come in at different times. People go to lunches. Like you're alone a lot. Um, it just had, it had the worst lab practices. They showed pictures. It looked like I don't know. It looked like a rundown subway. You know how like, those, like mm-hmm. you go to the nasty subway and you're like, these people do not wash these counters. That It looked like that. And you're like, I'm kind of like taking my life into my own
1: hands right now, but like I really need to eat. So yeah. here we are. Exactly. Yeah. You're like,
0: I don't think that guy washed his hands. And I'm pretty sure he's never washed his hand once in his entire life.
1: <laughs> There's like a dog as the manager running the back of it. Like <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> He's making the sandwiches sometimes. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) that's what this lab looked like. It just, it, the standards of labs, it just like, anybody that came in to inspect this lab, like, um, unannounced would have been like, you can't have this here that, you know, it just looked bad. Um, and she just like, I don't know. She, she, nobody was like paying attention to her, um, at all. And so what happens is she gets charged with evidence tampering. And one other thing, do you know what the other thing was? Oh,
1: it was, um, I think it was em- falsifying records. Okay.
0: So record. f- falsifying records and evidence tampering of these two things. And she pleads guilty. She gets 18 months and I forget the guy. Cause there are a lot of white men lawyers in this, this stock, Okay. There's just a lot of them, but this was an older one. And I think he actually worked for the state and he explained that when she got that 18 months, right? Yeah. It was a red flag because when you get a deal, you usually have to give something like, so if we give you a deal, then you lay out everything you've done. Like, you're going to tell me about this other guy that's doing it too. You're going to give me more. There's going to be information from you. And none of that happened. She just got a deal and went to jail.
1: Right. And it was like very clear, kind of like the Annie case where it was like, you just have to make this like quietly go away. And so she's going to plead to this great fine. We can just wrap this up and everyone can move on. Um, And so we'll like offer her plea deal. But I think he calls it like a sweetheart's deal. And And I think he works for the judge one of the judges okay i think that's okay. what he's ju- he kind of had like almost like santa claus vibes but like corporate santa claus i yeah. don't know how to describe him um <laughs> no. they also like they didn't do a really good like tyron job <laughs> no i like
0: right i, I know anyone stay longer they did not they just flash real quick and go away
1: yeah like i was like okay sure sounds yeah. good
0: and they all started I'll running say- together after a while
1: mm-hmm Well, because there's like so much overlapping in this whole documentary too. Um, And so that made it a little confusing of like what case were you connected to and and all of that. Right, Um, because these are two
0: separate cases and they tried to give us timelines, right? Sometimes the timeline would appear on the screen. But Mm -hmm. that visual was often for things that I was like, I'm not confused about that. I am confused about who this other white man is. So you got to tell like, What cases he because there's not only just so we need to start talking about Luke Ryan at this point Mm because this these cases are going so when Luke Ryan shows up into this, when he becomes important to this, Sonia has Annie's been been convicted and is going to jail. Sonia has been charged and her case is ongoing. And Luke Ryan is a bald white man with very blue eyes, defense lawyer who I found very attractive and stas was good enough to explain why I found this bald white man attractive go ahead Sus. <laughs> it's because like
1: it is like passion for justice and that it felt like oh like you can deeply care about addicts and be compassionate and like yeah. you want the right thing to happen and it will happen it was so it was very yeah. lovely
0: and just like them following him playing basketball and him talking to some kid going your dad still works at such and such all right tell him Luke Ryan said hi yeah. and like what you you're like you're realizing you're like oh he defended his dad like three years ago and so, <laughs> like, so. See, like I did genuinely like
1: there's a part at the end where he kind of tears up about Sonia and he's like she would have been one of my clients like I can't help but feel awful for her because yeah. I've represented Sonia's in the past.
0: Yes. Because, well, you know, he's a defense lawyer. So what are people mostly prosecuting these days? Drug cases, right? He's, yeah. that's he's getting a lot of possession cases and he, you know, as they were explaining though, like Massachusetts is a very blue state, right? It's, a, it's blue. But in terms of like drug convictions, they're quite conservative and they do a lot of them. So that's what Luke's mostly doing. And he had a few. So when this shit came out with Sonia and he's in, actually Luke's in Western uh, PA and Western mess. So when this came out with Sonia, he's like, shit, she probably did a lot of my cases. And he starts looking because every time you do your certification, you do a little certificate and it goes in the file. So he's like looking for Sonia's name. And he realizes that he has a lot of the, what they call it for rock, uh, cases. Um, mm-hmm. So He's like, okay, well, turns out you're, uh, you're the person that you are using to prove that my client had drugs was high. So I guess you're going to th- th- uh, dismiss this. And they're like, no. <laughs> and he, oh, I felt like so awful in that scene because he
1: was talking to one of his clients and he was like, hey, guess what? You're not going to jail today because I just found this out. So Hold still. I'm going to handle this. And then the judge was like, Mm-mm, sorry, you're still going to jail. It's yeah. irrelevant.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and I think for I, Sonia, the difference between Sonia and Annie is this is that Sonia actually tested her samples. She just stole them afterwards. <laughs> and, and, and Annie was, never tested some of them.
1: Right. And and there was some questions of like, how well can you trust drug, trust drug samples if you're like, on a drug like she talks about there's like a scene where she does LSD for fun (laughs) (laughs) a casual day of LSD at the office and she's like I'm I'm still testing samples and I'm doing really well and I'm like I know a lot of people who think they are doing good things on LSD and they find out that that's not what they were doing yeah she said she was hallucinating and she smoked a little crack to get back (laughs) down and she had thought that she had spilled crack on the bathroom floor and was like frantically trying to pick up crack from the bathroom floor but I don't think there was any crack on the bathroom floor like she didn't spill any of it
0: also she's in the bathroom a lot I wonder one thing that I was I thought I was like how many women work in that lab is she like one of two women that use the women's room and that's it that had to, that
1: was like the only explanation I could think of, or that there was like multiple bathrooms. And so like maybe on her floor, she was the only one. My mom talks about this at her job. Um, She's not in the office now. She works from home, but like at her job, she there's like two other women on their entire floor. And mm-hmm. so she was like, it was so great because there's no women in the bathroom, but then other people started coming down to their bathroom uh-huh. because there wasn't other people.
0: In it. Yeah. And she's also at a university. Like the Amherst one is at I believe it's at UMass Amherst and she Mm -hmm. so it's possible they're like she could be like going to the far far bathroom in the corner that nobody ever looks at or something like that I wonder if they're like oh she just must have IBS like that's the only explanation like yeah because she's always up from her desk and everything and so when so when I first talk about Sonia I was like Something ain't clean in the buttermilk. They don't let us know till later that Sonia's been using drugs a lot longer, which is spoiler, but that's what they do. But I was like, some she, like you're telling me that you've been working. She started in 2004. I believe this broke in 2012 or so. So she'd been like there eight Her, years.
1: So Annie broke in 2012, and then Sonia's like really broke in like 2014. Cause she said in the grand jury she'd been there for 10 years. Right. Um, okay, that's
0: right. Because she Yes. So she, so they wanted us to believe that 10 years into this, this type A person, overachiever, valedictorian, sporty girl in love with her partner, um, living in a cute little town in Western Mass just was like, I need to start doing drugs. And I was like, I, I feel like there's more to what, so I already knew something else was going to come, but Mm -hmm. what happens is Luke is and there's another lawyer i listen i called them various names in my notes uh, i called oh, them
1: yeah, it was i think his name was jeffrey
0: i swear i think his name was jared O'Long. jeff
1: it was a j name
0: but <laughs> yeah. he he was like attached to the aclu in a way yes. because oh, that's a whole different guy his, wait wait that's a whole different what? guy that's no. A whole, I, no, no, no. I, it's a whole different no. guy than what I'm talking about. I'm ta- The Jared I'm talking about It's not the ACLU guy, but I know who you're talking about. Yes, he's the one to argue the case for the ACLU.
1: No, who is his little buddy? Oh, there was a child actor named Luke Ryan and that is not who I wanted to search. <laughs> Hold on.
0: Jared Olenoff because he looked like um, he looked like an actor from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> he, had no, he had like no chin <laughs> he looks like that guy. How am I? What? How am I confusing two different? Because men? this other guy shows up later, and the Jared guy does mostly the Western stuff. The ACLU yes. guy starts in Boston with Annie stuff. Okay. Yes. Guys, okay. I'm like guys. You don't even know who these people are. I call in my notes. I call them the Hardy Boys. I call them the Scooby Doo Mystery Crew. We, like they, it's just a group of defense lawyers. And Luke Ryan is the most recognizable.
1: They had they had a name for themselves. I don't know if you saw his shirt at oh, the end. It said
0: it, it was said like law, fraud and order, uh, uh, mass oh incarceration God. or mass like it was mass exoneration.
1: Mass. It exoneration. was like fraud and order. Yeah, it was like a law and order shirt. Um, yeah. I think that's, I low-key think that's like what they called themselves. Like Probably. they were like, we need a name for us off that, everyone. That was the name of their group chat. Definitely.
0: Definitely. <laughs> so what happens is Luke Ryan is, is likely the most the, the one, all the defense lawyers in the state are like, are basically like, okay, what happens? Everybody should be able to go home. And, and what happens is the state is like, nah, bro, we're still going to try to go for it. This doesn't mean anything. She only did it twice. And she was only smoking crack for like five months. Don't worry about it. And they're like, what? And they keep pushing. And what they find out is that- Wait,
1: you know, I ahead. just Googled. Do you know that Luke Ryan is a former
0: addict? No, I didn't. They didn't even say that. And that, it would have been great in the doc. What are you talking? Like, why didn't they put that yep. there? Yep. He, he
1: um, was like, he had like a friend die in high school and it was really traumatic. And um, between the ages of like 16 and 26, had a major drug and alcohol problem and okay. then got into a church ministry group that was like very interracial justice and like that like awoke something in him and he was like i'm gonna be a defense lawyer
0: oh my god he he only has 14 followers on twitter by the way but uh 1400 followers but like it's all like the pair like why we should legalize drugs well
1: because he was like the only reason i didn't go to jail during my addiction is that i'm a white guy but he flat out says that in an interview, and I'm like, oh,
0: true, really. See, this is this is this is this is it. This is why I find it, it. he's saying the right things. But that makes sense because he has a lot of empathy. He talks about how his clients are not the scum of the earth; they're just people. Some of them get in bad situations. Some, and like most of them are possession charges. When people think of drug charges, they think like drug czars. I don't know, like like mm-hmm. moving weight and shit. But it's mostly just people selling like small amounts and like possession and, and like getting pulled over with like cocaine in the car. You know? Yeah. And he's like, people shouldn't have like a $20 bag of heroin shouldn't get you seven years in prison. And I like, I agree with him. Mm-hmm. So what he, what he finds is like during, so he's, he's trying some cases that have her in them, and he's asking, he's like, listen, the person that's technically accusing them of having drugs, the chemist is on trial for stealing drugs (laughs) and mishandling evidence. So this is like relevant. And what they found is that the judges in his case were like, no, it's not relevant. You can't bring that up. And he's like, the jury of his peers is not gonna hear this. And he had one client go to prison get in prison time and then he had another client that was in mid like they're all different stages he's explaining so one was like excuse me one was already convicted but he was currently doing a case and he he was then he explains a sculptory evidence to us right Mm -hmm. and that's just I like Luke did a really great job yeah it's
1: like isn't it like the evidence that could prove your innocence Right. Is exculpatory, yeah.
0: Right, and it's often Thanks, evidence that the prosecution is not going to present because why would they present evidence that you're innocent? Mm-hmm. So, but they have to tell you. They have to tell defense,
1: and so and that's like that's like a very common misconception in like the true crime. Like, there's no such thing as like a surprise witness or right. surprise evidence. Like, the defense always has to know this. Yeah. Um, so you like, there's very few cards you can like hold against your chest, like some some questioning that you do like if, like the way you question and you like trip up a witness mm-hmm. um that's like a surprise move you could do but like you can't just
0: be like and now your yeah. ex-wife
1: like that you gotta
0: prove you have to prove that you didn't have time to, to tell them about this or that there's some reason like or this witness was being life was being threatened or something that's why I didn't reveal who the witness was mm-hmm. but I did tell you there was a witness and because otherwise you get yourself in a lot of fucking trouble it's it's one of the things our justice system is built on the fact that like I should be able to know what evidence you have against me I should have time to, to like think about it review it and be able to present a case back for it um and so what happened- basically like say it to my face type of thing. yeah say it to my fucking face don't say don't talk about my back yeah don't say it with your chest. So what happens is that while she's being like, she's actually being prosecuted by a different district than he's trying his case in, but he's like, all the evidence in their prosecution of her is exculpatory for my case. And he runs up with some problems because nobody wants to give him the evidence. And this is when he starts talking about these, um, attorney generals. No, excuse me. The attorney general's big one. These are assistant district attorneys, right? Mm
1: -hmm. They like work under the attorney general. They work under um, the attorney general, but they're basically in charge of like this investigation, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Um, and
0: they like openly oh, just didn't like no. And they they say they mentioned one. Her name is Chris Foster. They put her in charge of this prosecution, and they're like, uh, she's green. She's very young. She was not very competent, and the the. Documentary crew or the person that's interviewing is like, yeah, so she's the, she's the B team. And Luke Ryan's like, she was the C team. And I was like, shit. Yeah. Just drag her. So- I mean, she started it. <laughs> she did. So they, she is like, I'm not giving you any evidence in this case. And he's like, she's like, it's ongoing. So I can't give you any evidence. And so he tries to subpoena the evidence. He wants all the evidence from Sonia's case so he could try to, in his case, to get his client off. And what happens is that she tells the judge, she, this is when the quashing happens, and she tells the judge that every piece of evidence that we have has been given. And, and what he got, he got some evidence. He had gotten a list of evidence and all it said
1: was- And pictures. Files. Yeah, and it- well, he got pictures at a, yes and no. He got like some pictures and like a list of the evidence and it was like filed from the back of the car.
0: Right, and oh guys, the car. So when they arrested her, Sonia's car was filled to the brim with trash. Like, just like, it just had, it had evidence bags in it. It had papers in it. It had a lot of Pat stuff on there. She's a big Pat's fan. This is important. And <laughs> Very important. So like Stas is saying, when they got the list, it would just say like random lab paperwork. And he's like, okay, so let me see it. Right. And they're like, this, yeah. is, this is when they, they won't let him see it. They're like, you can't see it until like, until the case is over. So he's like, but I just feel like I'm getting half the information. Like you're showing me a picture and then you're referencing certain things, but then it's not listed in this and. And so she tells the judge that he's said that he's done the motion again to too. That like we have given him everything, and the judge is like, "Well, she said she's given him everything, which is really important." So Sonya gets tried. She looks like a, yeah. a, a sad dog in that in those pictures. Like, first of all, she went and got herself a very Michael P. Keaton haircut right before she got sentenced. I was like, "Who gave you that haircut? You're going to prison, lady. Don't do that." <laughs> You have a
1: you have a very bad defense lawyer who told you to get that haircut. Yeah, <laughs> you <go> <laughs> should have called Brian.
0: No, uh, her family is like very sad about this. They don't think she deserves to go to prison. Here's the thing: they're so mad about like the media hoopla around it. Yeah, and I'm like, Sonia put a lot of people in prison. And actually, here's the other thing: Sonia. This is one of the reasons I don't feel a lot of like sympathy for her. Sonia says that she knows she did everything right because she's good at her job, even though she was high as fuck every <laughs> single day. And also she's like, they know if they had drugs and no one ever asked me to retest. So- Oh, and the other thing she said was she was like,
1: I know they had drugs because I did them. <laughs> and if they weren't drugs, I wouldn't have done them. And yeah, I that's like, why that's I stole not, them. <laughs> I'm
0: like, that's not the trump card you think it is. No, and also that's not the question that they're not saying- that it's possible that you didn't know how to test the drugs. They're saying that you were under the influence when you did it. So whatever you did is not, should not be admissible in court. It's that's like, at no point is also saying, where well, these weren't drugs. That's not what they're saying. They're saying that you as an actor for the state must be above reproach. And if you are, as you said, hallucinating on LSD and also smoking crack at the same time, perhaps we can't use that paperwork
1: yeah and the santa claus guy even pointed out he was like we weren't drug testing the chemists no like this could he was like this could have been caught so much earlier but they don't drug test the chemists and he and like i personally like don't love like an employer drug test but i do understand like in this situation when like your character is a huge portion of like your ability to testify like
0: yeah. Well, you're literally Maybe you handling should drugs. Be.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you, you should be. It's like, you know, like I'm in tech. Like they don't drug test us because we're in tech and they don't care. But if I'm operating heavy machinery yeah. or if I'm doing like complicated chemistry, yeah. It's probably.
0: Or even if you're just like, you work in the Oxy factory, like we just want to make sure you're not actually doing Oxy. Like yeah. that's theft. <laughs> so, like, I, I, yeah, he's right. They didn't do drug tests. They didn't supervise anybody. They didn't do any of that stuff. And it just seemed like, and also here's the thing. She's like smoking crack. She said she would go to the bathroom. She'd go to the car. She'd go to the evidence room because there was a hood in there so she could like make the, the smell go away. She didn't even know how to smoke crack. She started with like trying to use aluminum foil as a, and she's like, well, I got better at it because I basically she experimented. She made a, she used a pipette. She got some copper wire. She like, guess she googled some shit i don't know um i find it well she started making crack too like that was the yeah. other thing she did like, there was no crack so i made some and i was like oh okay she's just at her desk make cooking crack and that's i'm like oh nobody even you guys are nowhere near each other because no one's like what the fuck is Sonya doing over there
1: <laughs> like, did you ever like work in like a cubicle farm yes where it's
0: like I have no clue
1: what you're doing in your cubicle. And I don't care what you're doing in your cubicle. Yeah. Like, Unless
0: you're, like, really loud, who cares? Yeah. But, I mean, don't take personal phone calls. Smoking crack, like, I mean, cooking crack smells terrible. So, like, I'd be like, yeah. what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> well, and doesn't, like, meth famously have, like, a cat
1: pee smell? Yeah. And, like, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't these people who, like, their jobs are devoted to testing drugs, like, but there's all like, these drugs kind of There's
0: drugs all around. That's there. true. That's true. That's true. So as you do walk in, aroma. I'm, I'm cooking crack. You're like, Oh, I'm just testing this. And you're like, Oh, it smells <laughs> like crack in here. You're like, yeah, cause I got a lot of crack in here. Yeah. It's crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's her defense. It's crack. So, <laughs> but yeah, she's doing stuff like that. But I just find her to be like, so, I don't find her to be very sympathetic because of, she is like ruining people's lives and she's like no one ever asked to retest which tells us what if you guys ever get popped on possession always ask for the shit to be retested always
1: it's like with uh when you get caught for speeding they say to ask if they when when they have they like last recalibrated calibrated the speed tester yeah because if it hasn't within like 24 hours they throw it out type of thing like yeah always ask
0: always ask retest. Maybe it'll get lost. Maybe Sonia Farrakh is doing your testing. And now, because she's put fake drugs in there now. So mm-hmm. like, when you go back, that's, see, that's another thing I forgot to say. So when they had all the, when they, when they found the evidence open, it did have drugs in it. This is when she got caught and it had tested positive a few weeks ago. So they tested it again. It was negative. And they were like, what the fuck? I don't think this is drugs in here now. And Underneath her desk was like boxes of things that she was using to create fake drugs to like put in there. So, I mean, she, listen, is she smart? Yes. but not the smartest because of what she was doing, but still, Um, I found, so when we're talking about Sonya doing drugs, I was like a little confused at first. I was like, so Sonya will do any drug? Just whatever got there? that
1: was what it sounded like because she was like doing LSD one day she's doing meth the next then it's cocaine you know then it's crack yeah like I I guess it was just like and she even said she was like I was tracking shipments because we had a big bust with UPS Mm -hmm. or USPS and like I knew all that was coming in I was like yeah and I and I kind of realized like the reason why Massachusetts is probably so like conservative with drug laws is because they're a port state like it's all Ports, Um, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Because Liz talks about that. She's like, "Oh, "Oh, port cities,
0: yeah." And then probably like like a big hub for like going further up in New England and getting down. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah Yeah, but like so that's interesting to me and it's not that like like people do drugs different types of way there are some people that like they're like I smoke crack and that's what I smoke crack I would never do I'm not gonna do any pills I'm not you know what I mean like I smoke crack that's what I like and yeah there are other people that are like I'm a human garbage disposal what do you have I will try it Mm -hmm. and so I guess that's what's so but that just and then the idea that she got on her drugs at work I was like so you never just like well I guess she didn't need to, right?
1: no and it, it, it's like she never dealt with like that side of yeah. purchasing drugs she probably didn't deal with like the financial repercussions of being an addict for the most part right because, because like they're free. She, she's getting
0: paid she's getting paid oh to God. take them and yeah so this is all things going in my mind and like like i'm also thinking that most people when they start smoking crack like know someone who smokes like crack like they don't have to figure out how to make a pipe right you know like, yeah, some, someone shows you how to like because you know yeah. someone. Like, yeah, most people don't just like, I'm gonna try some crack today. And I don't know anyone that smokes crack and I've never smoked it before. Like, Google it, yeah. But soon, Sonia did. Sonia, according to her, and I don't know how true this is, but according to her, when she started smoking crack, she just started and she was taking it that- home, she was smoking it on her in the car. What, what about her partner? Or is her partner like, why are you working all these long hours at work and coming home looking wild?
1: Well, I guess she could brush the longer hours off of as like, we're really backlogged. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like, wouldn't you notice if your partner's like
0: coming home on meth or. I don't know. she probably was in a bad mood or something like that. Or maybe, but well, we didn't hear a lot about her partner, her girlfriend or whatever. I am I just want, but like these are the questions I have about she, her, her drug story is so unusual that like, I only get my drugs from work. I do not pay for drugs. I will use whatever drugs I can get my hands on at work. Uh, people usually steal drugs from work, like nurses and shit. Like, like they, they'll do stuff like that, but they also have a drug problem outside of work that they also, you know what I mean? That they're, mm-hmm. they're supplementing. Yeah. So, well, like, and, and
1: I think, and it's rare to have like when nurses are stealing it from work, it's like pills. Yeah. You know, this is like what other job just has like
0: easy access <laughs> crack. Yeah. Yeah. What other j- there is no other job. I guess I mean if you worked in evidence lockers, maybe at the police station, like I mean, because you know things get stolen there all the time. That is, and I know that's like definitely
1: happened in like the like police departments of yeah, like yeah. people getting fired for like using the evidence locker. Um hmm.
0: Yeah. Hmm. But she's really unusual. It's just an unusual story of drug use. Like she never yeah, paid for it. I, 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 and I guess
1: like, that's just so interesting to think about of like, if you're an addict and you're not having the fi- financial issues, yeah, it's very easy to like avoid a lot of the problems that come with being an addict or if you're not buying it on the street.
0: Yeah. And you're not, you, get, you avoid getting arrested unless you're like getting a DUI or something like that. Yeah. You don't have to go places to buy drugs or deal with people who sell drugs or use drugs. It's just like, it's quite possible. The way Sonya describes her life is that she was the only drug addict she knew. Mm-hmm. And most drug addicts don't go. I'm the only person I know that uses drugs.
1: Yeah. Cause like based off of what we saw about her mom and her sister, like, and obviously we don't know anything about the partner, but like the mom and the sister both seemed like Normal, like, do you know what you I mean? Just like, yeah, every day,
0: Massachusetts people. Yeah, if we weren't talking about what we we're talking about, like, I would never suspect that you know they were talking about a person that had been arrested for using all the drugs in Massachusetts. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. OK, so so she so he they won't let him actually see because he's like, I want to see this assorted lab paperwork. Y'all keep referring to didn't describe And I can see parts of it in the picture. So what happens is she finally gets convicted or she takes her plea deal or whatever. And now he's like, OK, can I see it now? And his cases are already over. A lot of things are done, but he's like still on it even his little buddy has moved on to other things but he's still on it so he go he's able they've moved all this evidence to the ag's office in boston i guess and he goes over there to see it he opens it up
1: well Well, the first
0: he doesn't
1: he like first no that's next no
0: you're right you're right he opens it up he opens it up and he starts pulling out papers and what some of these lab papers are are like therapy paper, counseling papers from like outpatient rehab. Yeah. And
1: it's basically like a drug journal. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like, track your feelings, like track your, um, Liz has talked about this before, where it's like so much of like using has to do with like how you're feeling like if you're sad, if you're hungry, if you're tired, if you're bored. Yeah, Um, And so they're like having her track it by date and then talking about work in this journal because she's like tested a lot of good samples today. Like feeling really good. Yeah. Also did some crack.
0: Yeah. 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 So she's doing that and he finds, and also I can't believe there's a lot of things. I can't believe people wrote down in this documentary, but I can't believe she, she said she'd been seeing that therapist or a counselor for like three months when she started admitting this stuff and writing stuff down. I, I, I'm actively breaking the law. I would not want to write down exactly what I did.
1: Uh, This
0: happens in a lot of documentaries
1: where I will be like, why did you put this in writing? Why? Why is this in writing? And it's the only reason we have this documentary is because you put this in writing.
0: Like that is like rule one of like, being a criminal, I feel like do not put position- this. You know, in my job, we have Slack. And yes. uh somebody was like slacking me something that we talked about, and I was like, Oh, are you a fucking undercover agent? Because now you're trying to get me to admit shit in writing. We definitely talked, you're like, you're basically like, let's talk about that thing that we did wrong. <laughs> so I got up out of my desk and walked over to his desk and was like, Stop fucking slacking me right now. <laughs> and it was like, What? what is I was it? like no. what is
1: it from the wire when sugar bell is like are you taking notes on a criminal conspiracy <laughs> <'Cause it's> like...
0: <laughs> that's exactly and i also tell someone this week i was like i know you don't like this person but you cannot slack me the names you're calling them they're like on slack you see, they're like you're so like formal slack i'm like i actually don't agree with that name and i and please don't slack me that again like i'll say stuff like that and she's like, why did, did you to go formally on the record? Yeah. So I could be on the record. So when this shit gets subpoenaed, I could be like, I told her to stop. <laughs> I told her to stop. She's like, well, you were laughing too. I, said, I sure was not on Slack though. Never on Didn't Slack. Did that happen with the
1: Away suitcase brand. What? There was like a lot of allegations about like racism in the workplace. And oh. like, it was all on Slack. <laughs> oh
0: God. And like, I just feel like some of the people at my job don't even realize that our our employers have access to slack Mm -hmm. they'll be like i'm going home early my boss left and um i don't care what he says i'm leaving early don't tell anybody i'm like you just told slack okay fine (laughs) calling in sick tomorrow gonna catch a movie yeah which i'm embezzling to the office
1: (laughs) Yeah, they just like had the little emoji reactions that they had done slack
0: (laughs) yeah and so like even and i work like i work for a place that does things for the government and i'm like dude Everything is like, if you put it in the cloud drive, subpoenaable right there. It's going to like, don't write that down. What, what did Dorinda say? Say it, forget it, write forget it, it,
1: regret write it. it, regret <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> but so her writing down, like I stole samples today. I tried not to do drugs at work today, but failed and smoked crack. I'm like, I would just be so nervous, even though she took it with her. I guess it was like in her possession. It didn't stay with the counselor.
1: Well, and I guess it was kind of weird to me because they were just like, and then there was these diary notes and I was like, from what, where did these come from? And then like, like they didn't really go into the fact that they were from an outpatient rehab situation. Yeah. So it, when you first watch it, you're like, are they making these employees like take notes on their emotional well well-being? Yeah. yeah, this, yeah. Doesn't seem, this doesn't seem like a job that would like be taxing. On the emotion in that way like it'd be one thing if you're like a social worker and they like want you to do like emotional check-ins but also, this one like
0: well, so they're not doing like extra work they don't even check and see why she's went to the bathroom 18 right. times a day
1: right i was like so confused where that paperwork comes from but like it being outpatient makes way more
0: sense yeah yeah so and what happens is that luke ryan like with the catch of the century is like (laughs) oh it says right here that she's doing it in december of this year and of this certain year it's like
1: well i don't think in a year it just said like december 21 right she had written at the bottom going to the pats game very christmas oh yeah Yeah. and then
0: she'd also said she missed the pats game and all these other things and those are when his client one of his clients it would be she would have been testing His stuff, that's where his certificates are from. So like, he's like, I wonder what year this was. And he like gets on the internet and finds out when the Pats played a Christmas Eve game on a Saturday, because it just has a day of the week. And he's like, this is outside of the time that they said, oh, you know what? We forgot something. The kinder, uh, the kinder (gasps) paradigm.
1: yes yes because that like ties into this so from what i understand like they had created like a timeline of when she was doing that is that correct yes yes and it was like a five month period which i think we had talked about before Mm -hmm. um and so it was only what they were like everything hinged on the fact that it only happened in these five months like the the judge's name was
0: kinder and he ruled that it only happened the evidence and this is we did talk about it it's just that This is the one where Chris Foster told the judge, we've given him everything. And this is the Mm -hmm. like, so he, when he made that ruling, mm -hmm. it meant that if you did not, if your stuff had not been tested from July to maybe December of that year, then you didn't get, it says your case was not affected. We couldn't even talk about it in your case. You couldn't bring it up. Nothing. So this This was from like the
1: previous December, basically proving that she had at least a full other year
0: because it was like deep into the journal too. Yeah. It blew this out of the water that this idea that, that had been legally set that like, okay, it was five months. And now it's like, no, it wasn't. It was. So he does all that. He takes pictures of the stuff. He's like scared. He's scared. Oh, he's like, (laughs) the police are like watching him and he's like, I'm
1: trying like not to be giddy. Because I'm like, because I don't want them to realize like what they've just given me. So yeah. he's like frantically just like taking screenshots on his phone.
0: Yeah. And like, he says he doesn't have a poker face, which I believe him because he, because he <laughs> he expressed a lot of emotion in this fucking shot didn't stop. So I was like, yeah, you yeah. don't have a poker face. So he does that and he uses that to further his case. Now, meanwhile, apparently Back in Boston, the Ducan defendants are, the ACLU, this is the guy you're talking about, the guy, yes. they, the ACLU goes to the AG and says, listen, it like, by the time Annie had even gotten out of prison, They still had not, it taken them longer to figure out all the cases she'd worked on. There was no way for them to just like push a button and go, these were Annie's cases. There there was no system. So that was nuts to me.
1: That would have been such a freaking easy Excel spreadsheet. Like it, it blew my mind when he was like, we spent two years just like figuring out what cases were hers. Yeah. Like, what? What?
0: what? They don't have do you, like an identification number that they use? No, they don't have like a computer system where these things are logged in. And then like, there's an out there's, you can output like all the ones that have Ducan comma a assigned to them. You don't have that. Or like anything by like date. Like it, that was,
1: I'm like, it is 2012 when this is all happened. Like when Annie is happening, like yeah. we had Excel we had all yeah. of this, like, this makes no sense to me. I mean, it does because like everything's so outdated
0: with government stuff like that. But still, like the none- budget and everything, they said that the the Amherst lab ran on three hundred thousand dollars a year, and that included paying. And they were like basically factory workers. They had to sit there and like, bit bit bit, like new thing, like, and they were yeah. always behind. And so I can totally also imagine the hidden lab being like, oh, we can't afford like software it's like we'll just do everything by. It. i can see that i mean like I software and idea. like
1: one and like one admin to create this excel spreadsheet and update it
0: yeah yeah i can yeah. see that so what the thing is though the ace they 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 want to they want to sue to say hey um one everybody who's got a case by annie needs to be like Dismissed, and everyone who got convicted needs to be released. And everyone who got convicted and has been released needs to have their record cleared because, in her case, she really was not even testing most of it. And, mm-hmm. like, so they all start to, it's, and they've never done anything like this on a large scale. This is like the first something like this has ever happened. They like, they put it in a really good terms where they call it like a class action suit more right. than anything. Right. And that's how they had to approach it because it wasn't like, you know, I don't know. It wasn't like a few cases. It was like a class of people. It had to be done on this like uh, big scale. Um, and they also talk about how public perception at the time, because this is all in the media and everything, how public perception is that what the ACLU and what other defense lawyer, what defense lawyers in this state want to do is release all these hardened, like violent criminals, just because the state made a small little problem and. The fact is they said that 60% were possession cases, 90% were district court cases, which is like a lower, lower court. So it wasn't like, I don't know. A drug kingpin. Yeah. It wasn't El Chapo.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't yeah. like, yeah. Or not even, it doesn't have to be El Chapo, just like a big time dealer. Yeah. It's just like,
0: it's small. It's yeah.
1: It's literally someone buying drugs in a park or someone getting pulled over with something on them.
0: Yeah. And they were they were also saying one of the one of these different different white man lawyers was explaining that for a good portion of them, it wasn't to get them out of jail. It was to because this had taken years and years. It was to get their record cleaned, because once you have like a drug crime, uh, you know, a felony on your record, like you can't even live in public housing. You can't get certain jobs. You get, like, a felony. I I forget what study it was that was explaining that, like, once you had a felony, like, your odds of, like, like, living a decent life were, like, because you, the type of job you you can get. You can't get government assistance. Yeah. Um,
1: You can't vote in a lot of states. Like, um.
0: And so what kind of job are you going to do?
1: Right. And then they're shocked. Shocked. When they like re- recommit crimes, like
0: yeah, yeah, and so like they were saying that this part of like this suit, part of what they're trying to do is get these people's records like taken away, and but that's what they said. The attorney general office was like really like, no, these are hardened criminals. They just want us to like wipe the slate, and that's just not how. So they were like really fighting not to do that. Well, we we saw this like
1: conversation during early COVID, when there was talks in a lot of states of we should be releasing like lower level criminals and nonviolent offenders from prison so that hey. we don't have them in an overcrowded prison during a pandemic. Like that sounds like a bad idea. Um and people were furious about that. And they were like, oh,
0: this is all just a ruse to release criminals onto the streets. Well, even like with the Sonia, when she's talking about well, they need to go to jail stuff, so you like, What people think again? I cannot get over the fact that she's like they needed to go to jail. They committed the crimes. I'm like, Sonia, you were also committing the crimes. You were smoking crack too. You are them. Them are you? Like yeah. (laughs) This. But yeah, but people look. People look really look down on drug offenders Mm -hmm. because they think of drug crimes as quote unquote a choice. Like, if you had never, like, even tried that drug, then you wouldn't be in this problem. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like I, I, Thanks. Thanks. Like And whereas plenty of people who do this, I feel like they're the biggest hypocrites are people that definitely party, definitely use drugs. They just didn't get addicted or go down mm-hmm. or get in trouble while they were partying. And so they're sort of like, it was so easy for me to just stop like doing coke when I was done doing coke and why was it hard for why was it so hard for you well because we're wired differently circumstances are different like I don't know like I could go on for days yeah yeah
1: oh yeah absolutely and and I think that's kind of why um we grind was so persistent too because I think he had the same thought process as you of like there's no way you just woke up one day and just did drugs and hadn't any time previously um, like this makes no sense.
0: It just doesn't. It, like this. Well, Luke oh, Ryan I mean, knows I, that because he knows about drugs.
1: So. Well, a perfect, exa- a perfect example is the one client that they followed. Um, oh my God, Ronaldo, I think his name was. Yes. Uh his wife even said she was like, "I had problems. I turned my life around. I'm now an account manager with a good job." He struggled more than I did. Yeah. And so it was like that perfect example of like some people can can stop and like some people just have more trauma and they can't and they need more help and
0: yeah yeah working like the more I worked with like people in the system with like foster kids and stuff like that the more I believe that like things are luck of the draw all it took like just because I didn't take Mm -hmm. these two lefts this time I could be in the same situation you're in I really could have been so once you realize how much luck has to do with certain things, you you really take your judgy hat off because you're like, Oh, I don't know. I could have happened to me too. Shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, like a, a really good case is like sometimes people's like parents divorcing is really traumatic to them. And yeah. for some people, it's like water off the back and it's like, yeah. yeah, whatever. You know, and that's just like the luck of the draw of how all of that plays out.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like and that, yeah. And so but people were like furious
0: that yeah, this they, is what
1: the ACLU, because as always, like they like try to frame the ACLU as like the bad guys. Yeah. Which is like very classic. Oh, and he had proven, he had evidence her drug use had gone, Sonia's drug use had gone back to 2005.
0: Yeah. And it was 2014. Yeah. Oh, because what happened is that he then subpoenaed her therapy records because it wasn't just, mm-hmm. he only had a few pieces of paper in the in the evidence box. So then he, he sub- subpoenaed it from that, that um, rehab place and what, how he could do because of, you know, the privacy issues, obviously they allowed him, he had to sign an NDA. He had to promised to never talk about it. And I'm like, you're talking about it right now. So something happened. And so, <laughs> and he could mm-hmm. not tell anybody what was in it. He could not take pictures. He could only take a few notes. And so he read through it and she admitted that she'd been doing it the entire time she'd worked there. That she'd been stealing drugs from day one, A1. And mm-hmm. so once he once he got that information, then he filed a motion to I don't want to say unsealed, but to let these be a part of the record. And he even talks about, like, I feel bad about that. Like, I don't think everybody should be able to read this. This is personal shit about her life, her mom, her parents, how she got here, how she's, like, 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 Mm -hmm. I'm led to believe that Sonia had quite a bit of trauma and depression and anxiety in her life um, Mm -hmm. that maybe even her family didn't know about.
1: No, I, I think that makes sense. And that seems like the logical explanation for like
0: how she got here. Yeah. So, and they granted, but basically his argument was this, is that the rights of these defendants, these multiple, multiple defendants were a priority over her privacy. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure the reason that got approved is because at the time she was a convicted, she was convicted. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and he
1: also, he also found all the emails between those three lawyers that work for uh, the attorney general and they were all talking
0: shit on him. And yes. emails. And okay. So <laughs> what happened with this is that, so now he's, so he's like building this case bit by bit, by the way, his clients are in jail. They've been, when Sonia first got arrested, they let some of them out. And then once they, once the kinder, uh, ruling came down, they were like, all right, take your ass back to jail. And like, then they got out again, and then like one of them ends up killing himself because even oh. though he was the second time he was out, they were like, they, you know, it was like a year of being like, anytime they might call you and be like, no, take your ass back to prison, and it already happened to him one time. And it
1: like, oh my god, it broke my heart when Luke Bryan was like, I should have just let him serve that prison sentence, because yeah. Me, because he had like fought so hard to to make sure this guy didn't go to prison um and he's like if he had served the prison sentence he wouldn't have because he died of an overdose and he's like he wouldn't have overdosed and so like maybe he should have and then we could have like gotten it wiped but it's at the same time it's like he had little kids and
0: like yeah and he you know know those things
1: yeah and it, it doesn't seem like his like the man's wife like blames Luke Ryan for it or anything like that either. But he yeah. literally said, he's like, it was from the stress of, he couldn't get a job. He couldn't help support his family. At any moment, this could change.
0: He already you're had drug issues. Around. He already had drug right. problems.
1: Right. This, you're getting jerked around. You can't, you're like kind of given this half fresh start, but like also not really because on your, on the paperwork, like you're still convicted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what ends up happening is that this is where the ACLU is also a part of. So the ACLU um, sends, we get a new attorney general, right? Coming in. Mm-hmm. And they send a, she's fresh. She, she wasn't around for this stuff. So they feel like she's going to be more like uh, amiable. So they send a letter to her going, listen you need to reinvestigate this because y'all didn't investigate it and you really need to do it so she says okay and they got her to interview for the doc which i was like this felt like the rich thing where i was like you guys should have never gotten on camera never (laughs) (laughs)
1: especially because i know we're going to talk about it but like the first investigation that they did
0: yeah it was nothing so she so she's like i did it we did a committee even though we didn't need to and it was retired states troopers states no so it recently. was it was judges and then the judges well, was two judges around. and two retired state police
1: right and then they turned around and they hired it out
0: to state yeah. troopers yeah and who like- do not who do not investigate prosecutorial misconduct they don't do that sort of thing. They don't, investigation, they don't investigate that sort of stuff. So it was already weird. And, and also like some
1: of them very possibly could have been who arrested these people with the drugs. So like, those yeah. are their cases. Yeah. Like, how is that not a conflict of
0: everything? So what happens is that they come back with a report. It's a report, but it's really a letter. And the letter says the investigation's fine. Well, Luke Ryan is an asshole and fuck him. And Luke, Luke Ryan, when he talks about it, literally? <laughs> like I would have framed that. I would have framed the
1: shit out of that. Because it was that in like nice legal speak of like, yeah, he's an unprofessional
0: ass hat who yeah. like everybody else Nathan did ever- everything right except for Luke. He was asking too many questions. Fuck him. So we investigated really- ourselves, yeah. We found nothing wrong. Yeah, except for the guy that's been asking the questions. That guy, don't listen to him. So looks like, but the letter mentioned, the reason they said this is you can see it through the emails. So Luke sends, he's like, well, give me the emails. And what he, it turns out one of the, the judge who wrote the letter is the one who's got the disc with the emails. So he has to meet him at a Barnes and Noble. To with get, his mom. Yeah, with his <laughs> mom. So he's like, his mom's there to like, you know, proof of like, you know, if we got into it or whatever. And I'm like, this little Ryan, I like him so much. He's just like, meet me at the fucking Barnes and Noble. Ma, we gotta go. Because <laughs> I might fight this judge at the Barnes and Noble and I meet you at a witness. <laughs> and then his mom was like, yeah, let me grab my bag. Yeah. She's <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> Mate, is, is, it a, is it in a mall? Can we stop at Auntie Annie's or like? <laughs> <laughs> They're having a two for five yeah let's just he's like ma come on she's like what i'm in clearance (laughs) i've got some tom clancy over here i (laughs) got i just found this like and so he gets this evidence and he opens up he puts in the disc he opens it up and he finds like you said they are talking shit about him they are saying they don't like him that he's irrelevant that don't give him anything they're like and just like we just talked about this Slack conversation, these motherfuckers put everything in writing.
1: Not just in writing, in your uh, government email, which can be uh, freedom of information acted. Oh yeah, like, my God. You dumb, dumps. You see that all the, t- all the time with um, pro sports and not pro sports with uh, college sports. Because if it's like a state college, um, it can be freedom of information acted. And like so they'll like, people will subpoena emails from like recruiting stuff. And it's like, oh my God, you guys are breaking your re- like recruiting violations and you're
0: putting it in fucking emails. Like, why? I, you know what it is? I think that they thought, like if I just had to guess, I think that they thought that not liking Luke and being like, don't give him anything. Nobody cares. Is not like, they don't realize that, I'm sure that like on paper, they would realize this, but in the moment, they're not like, because of who we are and what we're actually talking about, this is not us arguing with Sharon from HR about whether or mm. not to have the cake in the conference room. This is like very important. And I'm, this is me giving them the benefit of the doubt, like that they they got comfortable with this being like petty work stuff, as opposed to like, as you and I would look at it, like uh, you're the government, this is a criminal proceeding. Like this is like,
1: this is, like, what our legal system is, like, hinging upon. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. So he finds that out. And he also finds out that they say things like, like, they knew about this. And they would say things like, don't let this be bigger than it is. Uh, What do you mean she took some oxies? Maybe she had a back, her back hurt and she took a couple of them. Like, that's still not cool. That's still not that's cool. That's still, like, <laughs> it's still a fireable
1: offense and, like, could fuck up a certain amount of cases. Like, yeah. that's still... Yeah. It was so shockingly nonchalant. Yes. And, and I think that's always like uncomfortable to see um, of just right. like this, this casualness about, about that. Cause again, we're seeing it from obviously our side. Um, right. But God, I also would frame all of those emails when all yeah. of this was done, I would have like my law degree that memo from the police department and then all of those emails as a gallery wall box stars i would
0: be on tv it'd be my ads they i would have people reading that i am a problem <laughs> and i'd be like yeah if you want the biggest asshole <laughs> this is yeah. me." i yeah i think it's hard for me to read those things because they are fucking with people's lives like this is like whether or not Like, obviously they do this all the time. So like, whether or not people go to jail is like, whatever, but like for whether or not someone does seven years for a $20 bag of heroin is a big fucking deal to them. And it's you're over here fucking playing games. It's so dehumanizing. Yeah. They're like, they view all of the,
1: the defendants in this as just like a large mass. instead of like these are like real people with real families as we like see in the documentary and like real lives and seven years is a very long time of someone's life to take away from them
0: yeah um and so now that he has this (laughs) now he's got now now he's like we got to go back to court and he does and this is so he's got he's got these records unsealed he's got this proving misconduct in the prosecutor's office and that's a big fucking deal and this leads them to have subpoenaing um sonia for the grand jury this is where we get all the lsd stuff because that she didn't tell that at first Mm -hmm. this is the smoking the crack 50 times a day she didn't tell them about that and she, that's where we get on her testimony. And he was also able to call, and this is like, he was able to call the attorneys, the ones that wrote all the emails about him, which is like my dream to get someone on the stand, oh. get them to read them talking shit about me. What'd you say about me right here? Under penalty of perjury. Like, I, I, I would love that.
1: Oh my God, that's like- And I feel like for a defense lawyer too, like that's like a dream. Yeah. To like, oh but oh my god, that's so funny. I would I would die. Like and they and they read the emails. Like they had to sit there and read the emails in like a very flat tone. Yeah. But
0: oh my god. Well (laughs) they they played dumb when they did their parts. Like they were just like, I don't know, you know, just got, you know. Because they have attachments. They have state police sending things being like, it looks in these therapy notes that she's been using for longer. And they're like, this can't be any bigger. Sorry. They have things in here that's like, yeah, I read this. I read that she's been using drugs for longer. We're not talking about that. Move on. It's, it's, it's literally in writing. In well, the- and
1: yeah, and where they really get Aaron Foster is when he's like, did you turn over all the evidence to me? And she's like, I assumed so. And it's like, really? Because this email
0: says that you know you didn't. Yeah. And like. Yeah. And she was like, I haven't looked at one document in that case. And I'm like, yeah, that was your case though. Like what? That's not the, again, that's not the excuse you think that is. Well, Well, I guess the thing is though, like if I, it's the lesser of two evils. I have to come in here and basically my defense is that I'm incompetent. Yeah. It's either I broke the law or I'm incompetent.
1: And how do you do do that without like perjuring yourself too?
0: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I, so, you know, like my defense is I'm an idiot because at least you don't have to go to jail for that. And (laughs) so they're doing that. And I mean, what happens is the judge the judge, like, rules in this case. And they said this judge was, like, he didn't even know what he was getting into. He was, like, what? <laughs> like, what he was, And he was pissed. Like, because
1: yeah, they have, like, they have it, like, recording. And he's, like, excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, you said
0: like, you he, said that about him? <laughs> and so, what he says is that they committed a fraud on the courts. Which mm-hmm. is, like, a big deal to say. Like, you lied to the judge. You purposely like you this is a miscarriage of justice and so he wins that Mm -hmm. and this is all happening at almost the same time as the ACLU is getting those cases dismissed for Annie stuff which is easier they just they go to the state supreme court and the state supreme court is just like yeah we're either gonna like we can't make you guys because you're in a different branch than we, I guess, but we can't say you have to dismiss every single one of those cases, but you probably want to dismiss every one, single one of those cases because-
1: Well, because well, originally they were like, we will retry all of them. And the state yeah. Supreme Court was like, no, do you know how much, like that is 25,000 cases. Yeah. You're going to have to retry with like taxpayer money.
0: And, like, no. And most of them, that's the only piece of evidence that they have is that we saw them, they had a white substance, we tested the substance, it was cocaine. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, we can't yeah. go with the state trooper, like, was like, yeah, I thought it was cocaine because I looked at it and I know what cocaine looks like. That's not good enough evidence. Mm hmm. So, and,
1: and I, and the ACLU was like, do you know how much time? Like, I, b-
0: we'll make this difficult. So yeah. don't worry. Yeah. So they got, it says for, uh, Ducans, um, they got 21,839 dismissals. And then the ACLU started working on the Sonia Farak case and they got about 14,000 and dismissals. And so total was like 35,000 with both of these cases dismissed.
1: Which is, like, the biggest in U.S. history. It's so like, many cases. Yeah. Like, when you think about that, and, like, that is so many people. Like, I, I wish they had, like, tallied up, like, how many years of prison yeah. that would have been.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And by doing the dismissal and, like, having these court uh, findings and and these, uh, it opens up the state to a lot of civil lawsuits one of which luke ryan was <laughs> was prosecuting as we saw at the end uh he was he was not prosecuting he was uh he had brought Good against finding. the state yeah right you- yeah because he was be filing. well well he was the one who had brought it against the state it was um i guess his name was Rolando. is it penente i don't know it's the guy with the birds yeah oh, the grandpa
1: with the birds yeah and his, he's like Cuban. family
0: Yes, and so a lot of his stuff. He was like one of the last people released because his stuff was complicated by immigration stuff because he's a refugee from Cuba. Mm-hmm. So, like, so that, i and I read up on it. I don't think he got the money. He, I think he's suing for like five million, and I think the last stuff are still tied up. But what? Well, because uh, yeah, go ahead. Go. Oh, I was gonna say like that's
1: like still ongoing. So I think they were saying it's gonna be like another like thirty million. Because they're going to have to pay. They're like working out restitutions Because they basically did end up then creating like civil class action lawsuits yeah. for for all of them to get money. Because it's like, well, if I can't, I couldn't work for all that time.
0: Yeah, so- think of the people who lost their kids because they got, because they got convicted on a fucking, because Sonia was just like, that looks like mess. <laughs> <laughs> think about people who lost their kids. Think of, like there's a lot of like pain and suffering type shit. It's gonna go along. Yeah. Or like got fired
1: from jobs.
0: Yeah. Or you 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 know, that happens
1: like just lost their homes. homes. Right. Miss children's weddings, you know, which like just like big things like that. That they yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, losing homes, losing apartment leases. Um, oh my god, I can't even imagine.
0: My wife was homeless because I was the main provider in the house. And, you know, I was in prison and you guys didn't even really have evidence. You just, and you knew you didn't have evidence and you just were like, oh, it's fine.
1: And because my wife was homeless, like my children had to be placed with foster care.
0: Yeah. And you you, you know, like it's a
1: whole ongoing, even 30 million doesn't sound like enough for 35,000 cases.
0: Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's enough either. I think it's interesting that one, the prosecutors did not get charged with anything they both have government jobs right now other government jobs um the- they got
1: like they got like warned by the bar association um they should have been disbarred in my opinion
0: i think like, so if too. That,
1: like but it's apparently it's like very hard to get disbarred like you literally have to steal like the only time i've heard of people getting disbarred is like stealing from clients that's like a no-go but other than that like yeah, but they landed into like nice, those cushy, nice government jobs type of thing. One's a a, a lobbyist for
0: Jewel. Yeah, that's now. the that's the old AG. This that's all happened underneath that was in charge of the all. I like back to those two lawyers. How the fuck did they get those? Did y'all do a background check on them? Did you know that they refused to prosecute misconduct? Did you know <laughs> there's a documentary you can watch if yeah. you're interested. <laughs> damn who's running these background checks <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, meanwhile um, a lot of people they affected can't get a government job because they've got
1: <laughs> can't even I, vote for a government a position like yeah,
0: yeah. and i want to be clear i'm not like i want i hope everybody understands i'm not saying that all these people that were affected these defendants that were affected they're all like wonderful people with great families. And they didn't do it. And like, I would even assume that a good many of them were guilty, but the fact is as the state, you have so much at your fingertips. You have to be tip top. And the way the justice system works is that if you cannot prove your case without using the work of someone who was high on LSD, you cannot use that. And the, you have to let them go? The, it's supposed to be that, um, we rather have a guilty person go free. I'm not paraphrasing this correctly. It's better to have a guilty person go free than one innocent person be uh, determined guilty. And I mean, obviously, that's not how it works. I mean, there are innocent people in prison right now. They're guilty people being free. Sure. But that's why our, our system is built this way. So the burden of proof is on the government, not on the person being accused
1: yeah yeah exactly and within these cases there were probably true innocent people because yeah the person probably thought they were carrying drugs but they very easily could have bought baking soda off of someone yes people are idiots like that all the time
0: and it doesn't matter in this case like you you could absolutely if you had a bag of oregano (laughs) then you should be let go because you didn't have it doesn't matter if you thought it was it doesn't well so
1: but it, it was like, it was just so fascinating to see. And it was, it was nice to see them win at the end. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like it was a very satisfying way to wrap it up. Like you yes. kind of wanted to like run through a wall and be like justice, like afterwards. <laughs> with Luke yeah. Ryan, like holding your hand.
0: Yeah. And he was um, so likable. He looked great in a suit
1: and he was and, like, and, like, he cried, like, multiple yes, times yes, during the cried. documentary, yeah. which I, like, he was, like, so sensitive. Um, if I'm ever in trouble in Massachusetts, like, I'll give him a call. Like, I Yeah, I, I, like, had,
0: I bet his phone rings off the hook
1: now. I I had, like, Googled him to see what he was doing now. And he had won Lawyer of the Year, um, which I of guess is a, prize, which is a prize they, like, hand out. And I think he's on... Um, I think he's a judge now. Hold on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like he, um, he like really worked his, oh, he like really worked his way out. Um,
0: oh, his grandfather yeah. was a lawyer.
1: His dad was a lawyer. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a partner. No, I think he's just a partner now. Um, but he like works with the, like Supreme court of Massachusetts
0: in some way. Oh yeah. Like I'm reading he's like this article that you were talking about where he's like, basically like it was white privilege to kept me out of prison.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was like a very, like the way he talks about it was very impressive. And like at the end it's by oxygen. The article is, mm-hmm. um, and at the end he's like, you know, COVID when COVID's over, like we are going to have to face like the drug problem again in this country. Like, wow. we've been able to, like, sweep it under the rug, but, like, eventually we're going to have to address this. So,
0: so overall, a man, I liked the documentary a lot. Like I said, it, it hit all my points here. It, we got a satisfying end, because a lot of these things, like, at the end they'll be like, well, turns out no one listened. Well, one thing they brought up, the ACL ACLU uh, uh, lawyer brought up, is that, what they realized that this is that there was no real mechanism in that state for to overturn a wrongful conviction once everything worked so that once you're convicted too bad so sad and this is why they had to do it this way because there there was nothing they like i guess the way it was set up you were they were supposed to just be like okay well sorry <laughs> them's the breaks which is shocking because again like this all
1: wrapped up in 2017 like that is crazy to me that up until now there was like no way for them to to address this like
0: well never everything is like
1: before but even like ever there was no precedent of like anything getting overturned from bad evidence like do you know what i mean
0: like yeah I, it just
1: like shows how much everything's like dangling by like very thin threads. And there's everything yeah. works in the expectation that everyone is acting honestly and with good intentions. Yeah. Um, and that's and what not. makes it very. Yeah. And that's what makes it because it's very clear from this whole thing that Boston or Massachusetts was hoping that this would go away quietly and it wouldn't be a thing. Maybe they'd overturn like 10 cases. Not a big deal. And then everyone would move
0: on. Yeah, they probably thought they would, like, fix this by offering some plea deals. Like...
1: Oh, my God, you're right. Or um, what is it called where you don't plead guilty, but you also don't like, plead...
0: No contest. Or
1: it's called a Horford plea, where yeah, you're basically, oh. like... I'm not pleading guilty, but I'm admitting there's enough evidence against me that you could find me guilty.
0: Yeah. They probably thought they could do like, and they also probably thought nobody cared about, like, again, the casualty of which they talked about these people and about like not giving a fuck and stuff. Like they, they don't think of these people as people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like 35,000, so many people. And like I said, like they're, they're finding now that it's possibly 250,000 cases Uh. that are like, they're still digging through cases. Oh um, they closed they the,
0: the Amherst lab but I think the Hinton lab is still open
1: <laughs> I guess the Hinton one was like kind of slightly better I, I guess, guess. Was,
0: I mean where are they going to test their drugs they have to, like the, the machine the cogs keep going they, they're arresting people every day and they must be tested well and that's that
1: was the other very frustrating thing about this and in, in with most legal things is that the speed that things happen is yeah. very slow Um, And part of it is like backlog, but there's also just so many steps and like a fast turnaround time is six months, which is nuts when you're like waiting on like a decision like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so guys, you know, all the time I'm telling you, do not get arrested. Do not let cops in your house. Do not let them look through your things. Do not speak to cops. If you must speak to cops, get your lawyer, go down to the police station. Do not casually like, and a lot of times I get feedback where people are like, "I don't break the law," so girl, I don't to break the law either. But things happen, and the next thing you know, like I'm also listening to all the Datelines.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: I'm like, I started in 20. I'm just in the first part of 2020, and I started at the beginning of 2019, and I've been listening to them for weeks, like three or four a day, and. People get wrongfully convicted all the time. People get rightfully convicted and overturned for little stuff. Like, you cannot, I guess, what I'm saying is do not be out here depending on Lady Justice, okay? Because the bitch is blind. (laughs) She's not.
1: (laughs) There's a law firm in I think LA that does like a Friday video every week and it's shut the fuck up Friday. <laughs> and it's like a cop pulls you over, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. you're called in for questioning, shut the fuck up. Like that's their whole video. Mm-hmm. Um and this came up, I know before we had started recording, we were talking about the Gabby Petito case. Yes. But this discussion had come up a ton on the reddit because so many people were like well isn't it so suspicious that he lawyered up and no. there was like a subset of people being like no everyone should lawyer the fuck up yeah. always lawyer up always lawyer up like why is no one grasping this and then um there was someone had like made a post about how this case was going to turn over um the fifth amendment and how we should get rid of the fifth amendment because he shouldn't be able to like, oh my
0: god be
1: silent <laughs> Oh and my god, I was very passionately like the fifth amendment is like the one amendment right now in this country that we all agree on. It's like that, and like not quartering soldiers in your house, like that's it, <laughs> that's the only one that we agree on. And so, like, this will not be the case that turns over the fifth amendment because you'll never get anyone to neither side will ever agree to turn that over.
0: I know, like, just... and oh, I just saw something where uh, in New York State, they the Supreme Court of New York, New York State Supreme Court, ruled that, uh, like you, basically there, I saw this thread of all these different states that had, um, really allowed people who were asking for lawyers and trying to like have like maintain their right to be silent, had like really let some wild stuff happen, and that you really have to say, I would like a lawyer, and I am an act, I am like taking my right to be silent i am being i because what in louisiana the guy said i just want a lawyer dog and the supreme court in louisiana was like um he might have been asking for a dog lawyer air Bud? yeah Airbud. yeah and that that like his case still stood because i just want a lawyer dog to them was like no that's not the same as that's, i want a lawyer that's so it's so freaking
1: classist and like racist and yes. like all of, all of that to be like, no, you have to say it very formally and yeah. in this exa- especially like in the in English a questioning accent room. <laughs> right. Like, right. Right. But like in a questioning room, it's not like he's sitting on, like on in court and, yeah. you know, you have to say things certain ways in court when you like swear in and all, but like, he's just in a questioning room. And that's the thing is that's how they get a ton of people is they'll be like, okay, we'll go get your lawyer. And then they'll sit in there with a cup of coffee. Making small talk yeah.
0: with you. Oh, the, the wife with hold on one second. Hold on one second. All oh, the puppies. I my I have, I was like, I'm almost done. Why'd you send these dogs in here to fight? And they are literally <laughs> rolling around the floor, chewing each other's tails. And my husband's like, what? They want to be in there with you. I was like, what? <laughs> Why don't you send the kids in here? They're standing out there too. No. Um, the New York Supreme Court in that case, um, he, the, the cop, it's he, the, the guy is a 19 year old boy, in my opinion, 19 year old boy. I mean, he was like, yeah, I want a lawyer. I'll call my, I'll call someone who is a lawyer. And he's like, but what if they don't answer? Cause I just want to find out what's going on. And the, and the cop was like, well, if they don't answer, we'll figure out from there. Don't worry about it. Um, and I guess the guy didn't answer. And so they, they said that that was not him asking for a lawyer that was him saying he was going to call somebody and if they answered then he wasn't going to talk to police anymore but he's a lot but him saying I want I want to call my lawyer and I'm worried they're not going to answer and I do but I do want to know what's happening is the same as him not asking for a lawyer at all Like, like I'm just saying like you imagine getting caught up in something like this something so small and it snowballs and then Fucking Sonia for Rock is, is testing your shit, or Annie's testing your shit, and she's not testing at all. It's fucking baking soda, and she's like, "That's definitely Coke." And then, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's it's. And the next thing, and like they just said, it's so hard to overturn a conviction, and it's just snowballs. Like everybody listening to this, do not talk to the cops. Do not talk to the well, cops. Do not talk to the cops.
1: Like. My dad always talks about like, he has a sister who struggled with addiction and her husband at the time struggled with addiction. And one time borrowed his car, my dad's car. And my dad was preparing to drive back. He was at college at West point and they search your car when you go yeah. back on base Yes, they and do. he had flipped the, uh, visor down and like a baggie came out with oh drugs God. in it. And he, and like, it was one, and that's like one of those things, how, like, why would anyone believe him?
0: It's his no. car. No one's going to believe like, you. They're gonna be like, yeah, yeah right. like a, a likely story. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and his career's destroyed. His whole entire life is destroyed. That's, I would absolutely, here. yeah, no yeah. stars, nope. Because <laughs> no. my
1: mom would have left him. <laughs> my mom wouldn't have believed him. Actually,
0: she might have. She knew his family, but still, Maybe. still, but yeah. So like. I know everyone listening to this is like law abiding. I know you guys are just like, you love the law and you love the straight and narrow. But here's the thing, like you, the reason these laws are in place is to protect citizens. And here we are, we have all these privileges and these rights, exercise them and let people know that you know them Uh, because they will do shit. They will do almost anything to like, like fuck you over. Even
1: even if you think that they won't. And also like, they want to make it as easy as possible for them. Yeah. is like the fact. And so like, it's so, it's so much easier for you to just be guilty. Yes, And it's faster to
0: get home. They get to go out to dinner. They, you know, they, they don't have to like do as much work this weekend. It's so much easier for you to just plead guilty and to just do the stuff. So like, I, I, I enjoyed the doc because of this, because I was like, yeah, this is like this is reaffirming so many things that like (laughs) I feel in my heart that I teach my children all these things (laughs) I was like yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely
1: and I know there's another state of dealing with something about like how your Miranda rights are read Mm -hmm. um I cannot remember what state it was but it was like they don't technically have to read them to you anymore what they
0: can like hand them to you or something I don't remember what it was
1: but it was just like some ticky tacky thing like that that is where so... or it was like it's implied or something like that because like, it used to be like a thing, it's like, a
0: poster on the wall when you come in yeah and they're like well that's implied because it was right there it was posted it's not my fault you can't read yeah yeah like, yeah it's not oh my god all right Stas. so thank you for coming on I really appreciate it like I said <laughs> you are like so good at stuff like this and
1: This was wonderful i'm glad we got to do it um call luke ryan if you're ever in trouble (laughs) Uh, like that's all i walked away from this with and and also like the aclu like just doesn't give up and that's who apparently you want on your side um but i was so glad i got to be on this podcast i i love listening to it the the first time time i watched
0: the first time i watched this i was like maybe i'll do an episode on this i was like i should get stossed and this was like a couple of months ago. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. No, I I always love these like little one-off episodes that you do. So yeah. this has been yeah. really so good.
0: How are people gonna find you? I know how I found you. I searched you on Twitter. I was like, I don't know how to get in contact with Stas. Let me just start typing her name and see what happens. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. Cause I feel like, um, cause we were both in EVP together.
1: Yes. Um, so it's like peripherally provi- aw- aware of each other. i like yeah. sometimes interacting on social media, but like, I know like a weird man about you just because of like being on Kara and Liz's podcast. Um, <laughs> so It's like very weird. This is our first time, like actually talking directly. Um, but I'm mostly on Instagram at Anastasia more. Um, it's a lot of, Photos of my baby, and I'm so cute, though. thank you. But I'm so sorry to everyone who follows me. It's just Calvin, just
0: like nonstop Calvin. And I think but. you came up with a great baby name. Listen, people are there are a lot of people within this, okay? But Calvin's a great name. It's, it's traditional, yet not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> It's not what I thought we were going to name him. I thought
1: he was going to be like Henry. And then like every baby right now is named Henry. I don't know if you guys knew, but okay. Henry's the thing. Yeah. For like this age group, everyone's Henry. Although his class, he's in like a daycare class of nine. And there's three Aarons, like three boys named Aaron oh, in wow. his, day- and his daycare class. Back. And it's weird because his class is just like infants, 12 to 15 months. Oh. So it's three within like a very, like very small time period. Wow. um yeah
0: yeah but I like I listen I you know I'm kind of a name snob but I really like names that are like strong and like also not all not like wild but also like not everybody has that name and so like I was like when's the last time I met a baby Calvin feels like never this is great <laughs> like,
1: it's... yeah he, and he's like such a little cow like Aww. we call him Callie though it's like it's it's very cute um I like him a lot. His <laughs> middle name is Cadius. If anyone was wondering, we did like really weird with the middle name, um, uh, but it fits him. He's just like a little, little blonde, little cherub. But Aww. yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. Probably bopping around on Liz Bentley's podcast. Yep. I'm like always popping up there. Yep.
0: Um, and, always watching some fun, some six part documentary and something <laughs> like it's fine. I had time. <laughs> yeah. With. Uh, yeah, there was like
1: I was like on maternity leave recording podcast with her and I was like it's fine it's good don't <laughs> worry about it
0: I have so much time well, um but I have a shameless uh commission episode coming up and I was thinking to myself yeah I can watch nine seasons of tv not a big deal <laughs> on
1: TV, but like I I don't know about like I felt like Shameless was like hard to binge because it got it gets like weirdly just like depressing sometimes. oh it's dark it's dark. yeah <laughs> So it's like
0: that's a lot to take on but i also <laughs> can't watch it when my kids are around because everyone's naked all the time i've seen everyone's nipples a billion times thank thankfully like
1: calvin still doesn't like retain anything on television but like the day that like he does is going to be
0: the absolute worst for you know my know television watching habits he's going to become your television buddy because because bunny is always like when are we going to put on the messy tv and she's talking about fucking hoarders because she wants to watch it with me she's like, <laughs> she's like let's watch them clean up
1: my nephew my nephew's like really into real housewives um he really likes new jersey because my cousin like my mom's whole family is from the area of new jersey where it's filmed so like his whole family's on there so he like recognizes places now so he really likes new jersey
0: yeah i'm like for me as long as i'm not like seeing anybody's colon or anything i'm okay with the kid like i'll when my kids watch drag race with me like I'll just be like, yeah, so a messy bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't have a problem, like, explaining this. You know what that is, right? (laughs) Yeah, like, and they they know who I like. Like, they root for the right people all the time. Thank God. It's so, like, but I, as long as I don't have to, like, show them graphic sex, which is what is on shameless, I am fine with them, like, peeping in every now and then. But, yeah, I've been watching that. It's very dark. Mandy is the darkest. I she just wants to be loved, and she's so sad. And then like her dad, like does a. Oh, oh. I watched
1: like three seasons, and then was like, I gotta, I gotta tap out. Like yeah. I can't. This is too much for me. Like, uh. well, and I feel that way about Handmaiden's Tale* too.
0: Like I think I'm like the only person in the world who hasn't watched it because I was like, this is just this oh, is too I much. Watched, I never even started. I was like, when it started, we were in a really weird time. And I was like, I don't need this. I don't need this. Yeah, like, that was i smart. I watched the news. I don't need this. And there was
1: stuff that like came out in like 2020 and 2021. And I was like, you know what? No, Mm-mm, not in the headspace. Well, Thank you.
0: I, I can't watch VEEP anymore. I never oh. finished VEEP because I was just like, no, this is real. <laughs> this is exactly I
1: had, the op- I had the opposite experience where early COVID I watched West Wing for the first time. Oh, and then cried and was like We'll never have a competent president. I won't know what this feels like. Oh my God. All these politicians just really love their jobs and try really hard and none of ours do.
0: And they believe like it's their like honor and dignity and like, like- I have to uphold
1: the constitution.
0: They're like, we're protecting the constitution here. And then you turn on the news and they're like, the constitution is on fire. Like they've (laughs) lit it on fire. (laughs)
1: i like went into a depressive spiral from like watching west wing it's very good but i was like beep i was fun with just because i was like yeah this is right but like for some west
0: wing was like too idealistic for me now yeah i mean except just and i think a lot of times like do you guys do you remember when the people from these those two dudes from the new girl made this movie called let's be cops and then where they fake pretend to be cops and it happened like it came out like two days before Ferguson happened. <gasps> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we didn't know that, that was going to happen. And like, well, I was, like, I was reading
1: like really interesting discourse about how frustrating it is that a new girl, Winston becomes a cop. Like they yeah. do all of this to make him like interested in women's basketball. And like, why didn't they have him do that? And instead they like, of all the careers, they made him a cop.
0: I'm going to say that... I'm sure the writers' room of the new girl was not incredibly diverse. I, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Like the what they were writing, Winston didn't have to be black. He just was black. He didn't have to be. And so, like, I just don't believe that. Like, they had the voices in the room, and I'm not like I I don't want to be like they. They did it. They did this on purpose. I'm just saying, no one was like hey don't make that black guy a cop (laughs) well there was like (laughs) the really good example of it is when he's like hiding it from his mom
1: and you're like oh is it because like she's not comfortable with her black son being a cop and it's like no it's because his
0: dad was a cop and it's like oh okay like that that happens I'll, i'll say this about the new girl when it first came on remember the pilot has uh the guy from happy endings yes and that's uh so-and-so Wayne jr whatever his name is Mm -hmm. um damon i think yeah damon wayne jr and he looks just like his dad and Mm -hmm. um, the pilot started there but then i was like on the subway and i saw a photo of the of the of the fucking cast and it's the other ones it's winston not the other black guy and i was like oh they think i can't tell this these black people (laughs) that is not that black guy that's and and I had no context for it, but like I didn't watch the new girl for a long time because I was like, No, they had another black guy and then they put a, another black guy there and they don't can't tell the difference between it. So like I wouldn't when I finally started watching the show, I went in being like, they don't know black people at all. And thank god I enjoyed the show a bit because I actually did finish it. But yeah, like shows like that, um, you kind of don't expect them to even I don't know you don't expect them to even understand like what's going on in the real because it's so it's so set apart from it but oh, she's a teacher living in that gorgeous like la apartment and it's like
1: she's very not stressed and she doesn't wear any pants all of her skirts are like weirdly short mm-hmm. i loved all of her outfits but i'm always like mm, that's short like mm-hmm. she's going to school in that Does not that's yeah like a dress code Well, apparently, I don't have dress codes in high schools anymore. Is what I've learned. So, what? That's not true. I know. It is big drama in the parenting groups (laughs) because they're allowed to wear crop
0: tops to school now,
1: and no one knows. Not
0: with a crop top. I don't care. I agree. I
1: agree. (laughs) Like, you know,
0: what do they think is going to happen if they wear a crop top?
1: When I was in high school, was the big yoga pant debate, and they. Tried to ban yoga pants. And that was like a whole thing. They ended up overturning it, but that was a, a huge deal because they were going to try to ban yoga pants. Cause they said it was inappropriate for girls to wear pants that tight. And I'm like, if you only knew 10 years down the road, if you only knew. Oh my
0: God. All right. I gotta go. I would love to talk to you about yoga pants and new girl, but <laughs> like- next episode we'll just next do episode- yoga pants. <laughs> Thank you, Stas. I really appreciate it. Thank you
1: for having me on. I can't wait to listen and hate my voice. (laughs) Bye. Bye.